This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. So I want to talk today about a weird subject that I titled, God's Not Nervous. You know, so many things that we have that discourage us and make us upset and make us worry. And it could get us into what I used to say as a kid, you get into a tizzy. I don't know where that saying came from, and I don't know what a tizzy is. But instead of finding yourself in a tizzy, we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. My father-in-law used to say all the time, God's not nervous. God's not nervous. And I recognize there's an enormous amount of truth in that. God's not shaking in his boots. God's not freaking out. It's not, you know, new revelation to God. God's not nervous. He knows and sees everything. He knows the beginning from the end, and he's not nervous about it. Now, we may be nervous. You know, we've, we've lived in a time where a lot of things seem very uncertain. A lot of things seem very unusual. You know, they call it the new normal. <laughs> I laugh and it's not funny, but they call it the new normal. And I've heard that almost all of my life. So it's almost like they think they've got a new phrase. But to be honest with you, I've heard that most of my life. This is the new normal. But then by tomorrow, the new normal something else. So the new normal is the old normal. And then you get another new normal. So which is it? And I really believe we have to recognize that God knows the beginning from the end. He knows and sees everything. He is not nervous. He's not shaken in his boots. And you know what? God is God. God is sovereign. He's well able to do exceedingly abundantly far above anything we ask or think. But the question is, what are you asking? What are you thinking? If we can't line up our thoughts and our, our whole soul realm, your mind, will, and emotions with the word of God, then you may be asking for something to go when it ought to stay kicking something out when it ought to be brought in and not know the difference between, well, is this God or the devil? Well, first of all, God talks like he writes and he writes like he talks. And I don't believe for one minute he's taken by surprise and all of a sudden in a state of shock. Now, some things have taken me by surprise in the last couple of years. I mean, some things have taken me really by surprise in the last couple of years, but not God. God's not nervous. He's not shocked. He's not shaking in his boots. And I believe that when we connect to God, we can have those same characteristics in our life. The Bible says clearly, you are of God, little children. 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he, God, who is in you than he, the devil, that is in the world. So when we think of the things of God and we think of the things of the world, we have a Bible right to choose. You know, choose this day whom you'll serve. As for me and my household, I choose to serve the Lord. So if you want to choose fear, it's out there. If you want to choose worry, it's out there. If you want to choose discouragement or discord or anything else, it's out there. If you want to choose peace, it's out there too. And I was thinking about the scripture, 1 Samuel 30. And it's around six through nine. And it's the story of David when basically everything seemed hopeless. It seemed like a mess. And you know, if you really read the Bible, it's not funny, but it kind of makes me giggle. But if you really read the Bible, it's like Satan has no new ammunition. He has no new things. Now it's got different names. It's got different structure. It's got different time frame. It may have different, you know, colloquialism and how they say it. it may have a different buzzword. But over and over, Sickness and disease, fear, torment, worry, things that we worry about today, financial distress, you know, about your job, your family. That happened all the way in the Old Testament. Then it happened through the New Testament, and it's still happening today. Satan recycles. He repeats around and around and around. 
But if we will get into the Bible, we have a Bible right to understand God is God. David was so distraught. David was upset. David was frustrated. Gee, that sounds like people today. Sounds like my day yesterday. But the truth of the matter is, God had already talked to David about David, and God had already talked to David about God. And he had to make a choice. And David made one of the coolest choices when he said he encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, I've been married a lot of years. I love when my husband has great suggestions. I love lots of things. But when you think about it, I also could have this really um, easy thing to turn around and ask my husband to do things for me. For example, I have a brand new book called Discover Your True Worth. And I'm so excited about it. If you want information, just or if you want to buy it, go to Amazon.com. I'm so excited about it because we all have to know we have a great worth and great value. Now, I talk about DIY. Remember those do-it-yourself networks? I love the DIY networks. And I mean, I actually really love them. I love to be, uh, in fact, my, my family has teased me before calling me Bob the Builder because... I like to go get those gigantic boxes that have a bunch of boards in them and a bunch of instructions in them and a bunch of screws and bolts and nuts. And, and then you make a bed. I love to do stuff like that. I am kind of a real do-it-yourselfer. But when it comes to encouraging myself, I have a tendency to call my husband, look to my family, call my kids or whatever. But David did not have that. First Samuel 30 talks about David, where the people around him were either in as much distress as he was in, or they wanted to come after him. So he couldn't go to them for encouragement. He couldn't go to them for a lot of things because either, like I said, they were going to try and destroy him, or they were really, really in a, a pickle with him. I mean, they were all in a mess. So David had to decide, did he believe what the Lord told him? David had to decide did he believe the word? David had to decide when God said something to him, was he going to operate in that word or was he going to operate in fear, torment, worry, and oh my goodness, the people around him. If I had to totally survive by the people around me, some of it would be lovely, some not so much. And I had to learn DIY. Do it yourself, Lindsay. Do it yourself. You know, like I said, that, that network of doing it yourself I love to see things that are, let's just say, messed up, broken, in disrepair, and watch how cool it is that they fix it. And sometimes they actually not only fix it by calling other people, they teach you how to do it yourself. I love that, that somebody can teach me how to do it myself. What is the word of God? The greatest instruction ma manual you'll ever know in your life, I believe. Do it yourself. Find a scripture, stand on it. Find what God said that he's given you the measure of faith. You've got it according to the Bible. You've got that. You've got this. It's there. Now it's a matter of what are you going to do with it? Are you going to really, really do it yourself full of fear, full of worry, full of torment, full of this, full of that? Or are you going to get out the word of God, stand on the word of God and encourage yourself? Well, Lindsay, you don't know what I've been through. Well, maybe not, but you don't know what I've been through. I can go back and trace certain things in my life all the way back to when my dad died when I was 12 years old. And it's one of those things where you say, I could write a book. I could write volumes. I could write more than a book. I could write like an encyclopedia and I could write a series of them. But why? 
Why? Unless I can take something that I've been through and use it as an experience to help somebody else find their true worth in God, then why do I want to rehearse the devil? I don't want to give the devil that much glory. Satan does come, the Bible says, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah, but we also have a Bible right to resist him and command him to flee. We can say, devil, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, get thee behind me, you will not prevail. And there comes a time, just like David in 1 Samuel, when he had to encourage himself in the Lord. DIY, do it yourself. You may be looking around and say, I don't know how to do this. I heard a funny story of Jesse Duplantis one time when the Lord spoke to him and said, I'll be your two. I'll be your T-W-O. The Bible's very clear about the power of agreement. And Jesse was like, I'm looking around for somebody to agree with this. And the Lord said, I'll agree with it. I'll be your two. You know, we talk about your plus one. We can let God be our plus one. If we look at the scripture, Matthew 18, 18 and 19, it talks about the power of agreement. What about agreeing with the word of God? What about talking in line with the word of God? The Bible's very clear, for I know the plans that I have for you, therefore you're good and not for evil. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the purpose of God that shall prevail. Yes, it's out there for failure. Yeah, it's out there. You can fail today, get up, try again, and fail tomorrow. Or in the middle of all the plans that Satan has for you, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the purpose of God that shall prevail. We can attach ourselves to the purpose of God. What is the DIY network channel? Do it yourself. Yeah, but they're great instructions. If I tried to do some of the things that I do when I get those gigantic boxes from those stores, we have to put it all together and then poof, you got a night table. I can do that, but why? Because it's got good instructions in it. Very simple, very concise, very clear. And at the end of it, I can build that nightstand. All right, the Bible is the same way to me. It's very clear, it's very concise, and it's full of good instruction. Do it yourself is really easy if you're the kind of person that can just close your eyes and do it. I'm not that person. But when I have really good instruction, I really can follow instructions. And in that, I Again, I giggle because people call me Bob the Builder, but it's not because I'm Bob the Builder. It's because I have good instruction. I want to give you some Bible instruction today. David encouraged himself, not in the situation, not in fear, not because everything got peachy, not because he was tiptoeing through the tulips, not because everything was coming up roses, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. And you may say, well, you don't know my circumstances. Under the circumstances, well, don't get under them, even if they're trying to get on top of you. What do you say? I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. We have a Bible, and we have a Bible right to use that Bible. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Philippians 4, very simple. I can do all things. Well, I can't, and neither can most human beings that are imperfect. But read the rest of it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's not about who gives me the situation. It's not about I can do all things because I'm a superpower, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I want to say that to you today. I want you to look at the Bible, 1 Samuel 30. And if you really read it, it starts out about all the mess that David was in. Some of it maybe he caused. Some of it he didn't even know how happened. Sometimes I can tell you the mess I'm in was something that I don't even know how I fell into it. It's a lot like the fishing story that I giggle about every time I hear it. There's this young man that went out to fish and he couldn't swim. 
but he loved fishing. And when he went out to fish, he got closer to the shore, closer to the shore, closer to the shore. Keep in mind, he can't swim. But he got closer to the shore, got more interested in the fish than the store. The shore got closer to the shore and bam, before you knew it, he fell in. And just about the time he thought he was going to drown, this guy comes along, pulls him out and said to him, how'd you come to fall in? And he said, I didn't come to fall in. I came to fish. I just fell in along the way. Sometimes we fall in along the way and we don't even know how we got there. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's the thing I want you to focus on. First Samuel 30, realize, yep, stuff happens. Yep, it's out there. But when it does, you can, I always say this, respond or react. You react and suddenly you're under the circumstances. But if you respond through the word of God, through Christ who gives you strength, I believe you can take charge of the circumstances and you can get through according to God's plan, according to your faith, and according to his will for your life. And I pray that for you today. I really pray that you understand that there is a Bible way to face, I'm going to say it my way, to face the giants, so to speak. And I believe you can face the giants through Christ who gives you strength. And I want to tell you about a question that somebody uh, had posed to me regarding this particular uh, podcast and about encouraging yourself in the Lord. I want to read you this. Sometimes I find myself knowing what to do but I lack the energy or motivation to do it, to actually do it. Any tips? Okay, so I have to tell you, I, um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I've got three daughters, they're grown. But when I was younger, we did a daily live television program. Then I did a daily, not live, but a daily women's program. And I had three kids and a husband, and a father-in-law, and a job, my father-in-law being Oral Roberts, was what I would call, and I'll say this, you know, if I see him in heaven, when I see him in heaven, not if, but when I see him in heaven, but if he walked in tomorrow, he already knows what I would call him. I would call him busy, but I would say, busy, you are very busy today. He was a busy guy, and most of the things that he was busy doing, he decided that I was supposed to carry out a lot of that busyness. In fact, the busy work was my job. So sometimes I would have to be on what I call on go. I'd have to hit the go button as a mom. And he traveled a lot and he expected us to travel sometimes. And then he moved to California and he said, you know, it'd be easier for you to come all the way to California than it would be for me to come to Tulsa. I would laugh at that. Yeah, I have to bring three kids, a husband. You know, usually it's three strollers, three this, three that, three diaper bags. And sure, it's easier for me to pack up three kids and get on an airplane and think what I'm doing than it is for you to come to me. But it happened repeatedly. So I had to find energy and motivation when in my own strength, I didn't have it. I'll be honest with you. Some days I thought, I think I need to go to bed. I'm tired. And it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, but it's reality. So what did I do? The Bible says you can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It also says the joy of the Lord is your strength. One of the things about this podcast that I want to do, and I say this in the beginning, it's entirely unconventional. I want it to be encouraging. I want it to be uplifting, and I want it to be full of joy. And that's not because I'm always encouraging, uplifted, and full of joy. It's because I believe that if we call on the name of the Lord, he will help us with that. 
I really believe that we can do what David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I believe we have a Bible right to say, Lord, I'm going to be honest with you today. I need a little kickstart. And I believe he'll do that. I believe when we have a job to do, a calling, uh, a ministry, or, a, or just going to work every day, taking care, taking care of kids. Listen, I had three daughters. That was not the easiest plan in the earth. I wanted it. I would have had, to, I wanted six kids. I really did. And I had six pregnancies. And God blessed me with three kids living that I could take home. But I'm not going to kid you with a job and with a husband, a marriage, and my father-in-law and work. There were days that I got really overwhelmed. But God didn't call me to be overwhelmed. God called, called me to be victorious. And I would just simply stop everything. And I got to tell you, there's something about the word breathe. Take the time to breathe and allow the Holy Spirit to collect your thoughts, to structure your day. I like to have a plan. I have a day timer, and for my day timer, I have another day timer to make sure my day timer is kept straight. I like to plan and structure. Five minutes into my plan and structure, when you have a kid, or you have kids and a job, and you have and you have a father-in-law that you work for, sometimes your structure goes straight out the window. What do you do? I had to call on the Lord. I can do all things through Christ. Philippians four thirteen through nineteen. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I believe that scripture is still in the Bible. Therefore, I believe you can do it. Second question is, how do I encourage myself when in all honesty, I don't feel worthy or deserving of encouragement? So I probably on a scale of one to 10 of unworthiness and 10 being the most unworthy, I think I'm a 9.5 or I was. And I had to not feel like I was a worm or like I was um, underneath, like I was um, something less than I should have been. And strangely, I grew up in a household that was, you know, let's say, you know, 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, 1980s. Now, as we progress those years, women in ministry, I went to law school, women in law school. Those things are more common now, but when I grew up, they were not necessarily the norm. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew who I wanted to be, but sometimes in society, sometimes in culture, sometimes in family, sometimes in structure, sometimes in your finances, it's not always the easiest thing to find and to do, especially if you feel like you're not worthy or you, you can't handle it, or what do I do to deserve that? No, 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 no. See, if Jesus went to the cross for the worthy people, he wouldn't have even had to go to the cross. You see, Jesus was the only sinless one. He was the only perfect one, the only blameless one. He took on our sin, our sorrow, our shame, our, our disappointments, our disasters, so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. It's not about how worthy we are, how deserving we are. I tell you what it is. It's about through Christ. If we recognize that I can do all things, let's, let's stretch that. I don't want to change the Bible, but I can be all things. I can do what God has called me to do, and I can do what God has called me to be through Christ who gives me the strength. 
And I don't believe for one minute that there's a perfect person on earth with the exception of Jesus who walked on this earth and they crucified him at 33. I believe that we all have what I call the human factor, flaws, this, that, and the other thing. I don't want to talk about the this, that, and the other thing. I've got so many of them. I could write a book about that, but I can do all things through Christ. Why? Because if he called me to do it, I always say what God orders, he pays for. If he called me to do it, he can figure it out. If I will connect myself to him, David encouraged himself, DIY, do it yourself. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I think that if we will learn to change our vocabulary, you know, don't let Satan steal what Jesus did on the cross. Don't let Satan steal one page out of the Bible. God says, you're valuable. God said you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God said you're made in his image. God calls you family. God not only calls himself Abba, that's Papa Daddy God. Yes, he's El Elyon, the most high God, but he also calls himself Papa. Abba, Abba, A-B-B-A is Daddy God. And that's a whole different ballgame. He is your Papa. And you know, you can go to Papa different then you go to somebody you're, you're worried about or scared about or your boss or you're this or you're that, your banker. We have a right to go up to Papa God and say, Papa God, I have to believe your word. What do you say about me? He said that you are worth more than you know. If you read the Bible and you take a good look at it, what the Bible says to me is, Lindsay, even though you, some days you don't feel deserving or worthy or smart or anything. Some days I didn't even feel like I should get out of bed. But that's not what God said. God said, I'm worth more than I know. You're fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of Christ. You are of God, little children. Wow. Don't let Satan steal what the Bible says about you. Yeah, people in the world will say it, but connect to what God says. And I believe God says you're worth more than you know. And I want to encourage you today. I want to pray for you. I pray for you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray for you to be encouraged. I pray for you to be uplifted. I pray for you to be full of joy today. And I pray for you to know that you know that you know that God is on your side. God loves you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You are of God, little children. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And God loves you with an unconditional love. God loves you. God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus. And I want to tell you, I pray for you to know that you know that you know that you are of God. You are of value. You are of great worth. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I've written a new book called Discover Your True Worth. Go to Amazon.com. Discover your true worth. Why? Why did I write a book like that? I could have written a book about a lot of things, but I want you to know what God had to show me, we have true worth. We have true value. We are somebody in the kingdom of God because Jesus said so. And that's good enough for me. If you want to connect with me, go online. You can go to Entirely Unconventional. But most of all, I want you to discover your true worth today. And I really mean that from every area. I want you to discover your worth and know, according to the Bible, I want you to hear the Bible, listen to the Bible, look at the Bible, and believe you're worth more than you think. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, 
Follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official to get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth. Simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.